This is The Drive with Dale Lally and Matt Williamson on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR. Steelers Nation Radio. Welcome to the drive. I'm Dale Lally here with Matt Williamson. It's Monday uh, after the divisional round of the the playoffs. Uh, we now know who the final four are in the uh, in the NFL. Uh, in the, it's going to be uh, well in the AFC. The top two seeds advanced with yeah. uh, both Buffalo and Kansas City winning. Over in the NFC, it was the Packers, the top seed, and the Saint. Or I'm sorry, the Buccaneers uh, beat the Saints, the number two seed. Um, thirty to twenty to uh, to Vance there, so we get some uh, rematches on both ends of it. Yeah, and, and I really enjoyed the weekend as always. And a couple things, I'm going to kind of go. First of all, if I had to pick the two games to watch just as a fan, these are the ones I want to see. So in the end, I'm happy about the teams we're going to watch next weekend. I would have been happy with Saints Packers too. I mean, I, yeah, I just don't give Breeze much of a chance in Green Bay to do well. Yeah. To be very honest with you, I don't know if I give Brady much of a chance to do well in January and. I don't. He throws the ball a lot Tampa. better than Breeze, though. I mean, Breeze looks shot to me. Yeah, he's but, done. But I, I, on my podcast today, I kind of went on this this long spiel about how much I enjoyed it all. But there were a lot of things that, I, when I looked back at the weekend, were negative. And and here's here's kind of my list. And I don't mean to start this in a in a bad way, but. We saw the last two MVPs of the league leave the game with concussions. You know, we saw the best kicker I've ever seen miss two field goals, short ones. You know, we saw the maybe the best defensive player I've ever seen in Aaron Donald. He shouldn't have dressed. I mean, he was a shell of himself out there. And Miles Garrett was in that that mold as well. Like he's out there giving it everything he can, but he's not right. And, and there was, you know, the one of the best quarterbacks we've ever seen, Drew Brees. Goes out with a whimper and they lose. You know, couldn't throw the ball twenty yards down the field. Yeah, I mean their biggest play with. There were people trying to compare last night, not not to get off subject. No, no, yeah. People were trying to. Well, that's that's what happens. Ben Roethlisberger's like that. He can't. No, the Saints thought so little of Drew Brees' ability to throw the football down the field that on the one play where they wanted to throw the football down the field, they brought Jameis Winston in to throw the football down the field because they didn't trust Drew Brees to be able to throw the ball 40 yards in the air. Exactly. Like, the Steelers never would have done that with Ben on a trick. No. Play, you know, and it's... He can still make those. He can still... He's, his arm is still strong. He can't move anymore. No, right. But right, his right. arm is still strong. Right. I do think there are some really interesting Breeze-Ben comparisons, and it's really the Breeze from the last couple of years, that if... Because they've been a successful football team, you know, yeah. with a really good defense. 49 games the last four years. Right. Didn't yeah. go anywhere with it. But. I mean, they've lost in the playoffs, and some of them were... The Diggs miracle game and things like that. But he's also had maybe the best line in the league, a play caller and offensive mind that everyone studies every offseason is like the first thing you do, oh, let's go watch what Peyton's up to, and Kamara. You know, I mean, what if this team had Kamara? You know, I mean, it's gotten to the point the last couple of years that those around Breeze have boosted him up, where yes. much of his career was the other way around. Yeah. That's my point is – 
Ben may never be the Ben of his prime, but if you can boost him up as opposed to the other way around. Yeah, you help him out. Yeah. I mean, they're you know, they're a highly competitive team. We talked about it last week. You know, early in a in a young quarterback's career, you get players around him that help him play. Right, right, right. Then you let him for the next 10 years be the guy who who boosts everybody else's play around him. Sure. And then at the end, you have to boost his play again. Right, exactly, exactly. But you, but you can win with that. I, the people saying that the Steelers' window is closed or, um, you know, they have no chance next year. I'm watching the, the Saints-Buccaneers game last night, and I'm watching Devin White make plays all over the field. And I'm like, boy, the Steelers could have used that guy. Oh, wait, they yeah. had that guy. It's funny. <laughs> I, I, I'm on this big text tra- thread with all my best buds, and that comes up. And, of course, like typical – Pittsburghers, it's all negative. Boy, it'd be nice if they had Devin White instead of Bush. I'm like, what do you? I'm like, first of all, takes those guys a year or two. Roquan Smith is that guy now. He was that top ten pick the year before, and him and White have had phenomenal years. And they still make mental mistakes and they still get picked on in coverage. But the big plays far outweigh them, much like Shazier. You know, yeah. I mean, that's what these guys are. And Bush was on that path, but he got robbed of it. You know, yeah. so <laughs> in his in his I five games, is. five games this year, and really it was four and a half. Mm-hmm. First of all, they did, they were averaging, they were allowing sixty six yards rushing per game. With, yeah, right, with right, Devin right. Bush in the lineup. Secondly, he had twenty six tackles, a sack, two quarterback hits, uh, three pass defenses. I mean, he was on that same. He's on the same trajectory. He's yeah, a top ten. I mean, you can extrapolate that over the course of a season. Again, that's four and a half games. That's, right. You know, that's over 100 tackles and four sacks and, and 12 pass defenses. And, I mean, that's what you want of that, that inside linebacker spot. And they didn't have it. Right. And, and again, I'm going to throw my buds under the bus. And they don't do this for a living, but they're looking at that in a negative way. Like, boy, it would be nice if we got that guy. And I'm looking at it a positive. Like, I bet that's what we see You get next that guy year. coming that's, back, yeah. yeah. Here's a couple examples of these highly drafted linebackers that take a year or two, flash early on, but get exposed, and then they learn the speed of the game. And start to really be impact players, and it, you don't, you can't tell me that Bush wouldn't have been in that same vein. Maybe not to the exact same level in week twelve, and you know, after a lot more football under his belt. And yeah, Devin recently. White was bad last year. Oh yeah, <laughs> I mean, picked on him bad, you know, and and still the the big plays. Have, some people don't realize that there's other times you get picked on too. I mean, you show up with a lot of big plays, so everyone thinks Devin White's now the best linebacker in the league. Where Levante David's still better than him because yeah. he doesn't make any mistakes. Right, <laughs> that's the you thing. know what I mean. Yeah, he doesn't make the mistakes. I had uh, somebody uh, today on uh, uh, on my message board, and I'm trying to find that they, they said, "What's what's more likely to happen? Um, who has the better 2021, Devin Bush or Michael Walker?" I'm like, come on, Michael Walker's a part-time linebacker for the Falcons. This guy, this this guy, and I respect him, but is he trying to be funny? He's, he's of the belief the Steelers should not have traded up, given up what they did to move up to get Devin Bush. Okay, and I actually wanted to talk about that at some point this offseason with you, just because everyone was super excited when it happened. But it was a big price. I mean, oh, yeah. to me, it's no not doubt a about slam it. dunk that it, that it was a win when you when we have the, the benefit of looking back because you would have done a lot of things with those assets. But you would be having these type of – you'd be having Williams and Williamsons out there all the time, and you wouldn't – you know, the numbers with and without Bush, like you mentioned, are obvious. And you wouldn't have the upside of him – if somebody turning into a great player in the middle of the field and your future – 
field general and quarterback of that side of the ball for the next 10 years. He's still going into next year the number one inside linebacker in the AFC North. Oh, yeah. It's, yeah. it's really not even close. It's not even close. I mean, you probably could go around the AFC and there wasn't be many. There, would, there aren't many that right, are better, right, right. yeah. No doubt. I mean, if he plays the full season next year, mm-hmm. get a good shot. To, I mean, on that defense, yeah. with, with what they have coming back, he's got a good chance to be a Pro Bowl player. Oh, I would kind of expect it at this point. Yeah. I, mean, I think that he'll be in that conversation that the best is ahead of him. And he's not the same as Devin White or Roquan Smith, but that's the trajectory I think we should expect from Bush. I mean, that's why you traded up for 10, and I haven't seen anything to say that, boy, that's crazy talk. I mean, I, I think that's what we expect from the guy. Yeah. Um, one of the big takeaways I had from uh, the first game, actually the second game, uh, the Ravens-Bills uh, game, of all things that that, that let the Ravens down, it was special teams. Yeah, you're Their right. special teams were a problem in that game. They were a problem in that game. I mean, uh, wind, I'm sure it's something to do with it, but Tucker misses two kicks. Cook had the punt that went 20 yards from his own end zone that set up their, you know, Buffalo's first field goal. I mean, mm-hmm. it, that's usually a winning thought about formula that, for them, yeah. but their their special teams let them down. They did. They did. And, I mean, really, I mean, that was a tight game. I mean, I that's, that's, a nine, that's nine points there. If Cook gets off a normal 50-yard mm-hmm. punt, they stopped the – I mean, the Bills only got, I think, one first down and kicked a field goal. Yeah, right. I mean, the, the Ravens' defense was great. Yeah, if, you, if it's on the other side of the 50, the, the Bills are just punting again. Yeah, yeah you're 100% Instead, right. he kicks one to the 35, point. you know, and they get 10 yeah. yards and they kick a field goal. And how's the different script go if Tucker makes a two that he usually does? And um, obviously the play of the game is the pick six, but that that doesn't count for the Bills' offense. I mean, the Ravens' D was Ravens really, D really was good. good. Yeah, Really, really good. The offense is, is a much different conversation. I mean, big picture, and I'm curious how Harbaugh – steps back and says, what are we going to do on offense? You know, I mean, they're going to re-sign Lamar, but what are they going to do to make his life easier? Much like the Ben conversation. You know, I mean, they're going to they're, go, they're going to have to end up overpaying for a wide receiver. Because it's not going to be, they don't need to draft one. I mean, draft, it's a great yeah. draft class for Drafting receivers. one doesn't... They've been down that road. Yeah. They need the veteran chain mover. But the problem was those guy. veteran chain moving, you know, those guys cost 15 plus million dollars a year. Oh, right, right. I mean, they need Chris Godwin. They need... I mean... I keep saying I, I like the guys that they used to have, the old Derek Mason, Anquan Bolden, Steve Smiths, you know, past their prime but are crafty and tough, and uh, that, they miss that guy bad. And then the other thing that really stands out to me, too, is that passing game. They had four sacks of Titans last week without throwing the ball that yeah, much. They don't pass. They don't do not pass protect well. I mean, yeah, and it'll get better when what's-his-face and Stanley comes back, but – Man, their protection is problematic, and the Bills had no respect. I mean, they blitzed him over and over and over, and, you know, uh, their passing game needs to be, you know, that's what happens to all these teams, though. I mean, you know, like, the Rams get eliminated. we got to reassess the golf situation, yeah. you know. All these teams are in the same boat. You get knocked out, it hits hard, the fan base reacts negatively, and, you know, all of us media people overreact, and, boy, the Ravens are never coming back. They can't throw the ball. <laughs> you know, right, yeah. You know, it's just the way it I goes. mean, it's the same thing we're going through in Pittsburgh this well, week. That's and, what I mean. And yeah. trust me, I mean, everything that I wrote in the past week, it doesn't matter what I've written about. The The comments section has turned into just complaint after complaint oh, after sure. complaint about everything. 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 The whole Coaches thing stinks. Band, you just blow right. it all up. Exactly. You know. I mean, <laughs> well, no, there's still a good basis there for a, for a good football team. You don't just blow it up. They still won 12 games this year. They still, oh, by the way, won a division that was probably the toughest division 
in football. Right. I mean, they had two teams playing this weekend, and yeah. <laughs> they were still three teams out. won double digit games. Right. I mean, and you won the best division in football. Yeah. Yeah, I hadn't thought of that angle until it just, I kind of just mentioned it now. But, like, just looking at the teams that lost this weekend, we talked about some Raven issues. And, oh, by the way, they have no edge rushers under under, under contract. Under yeah. contract. they got a lot of problems. Now, they've got $27 million in cap space. But, mm-hmm. again, if you, if you re-up Lamar. Or go sign a receiver. Go sign a receiver. You only get maybe one of those edge guys. $27 million, $27 million doesn't even get you a receiver and an edge guy. Yeah, and they need two more <laughs> offensive linemen. Yeah. You're right. I mean, they got they got problems. The Rams have this golf issue and haven't had a first-round pick in five years, and they're married to him. Don't have one this year. And their defense coordinator <laughs> just left town, who did a remarkable job. The Saints are in the worst shape in the world. They have no quarterback. <laughs> they have no quarterback, and they're like $95 million under the cap. You know, all these, te- all these fan bases are reacting just like the Steelers did Maybe not the Browns. I mean, I bet the Browns are looking at things. Well, their their fans are, I'm sure, looking at things uh, more optimistically. Mm-hmm. But they still don't have a defense. No, their defense needs a lot of work. It's trash. It's junk. Yeah, and it's not like, yeah, they had an injury or two, but they were young guy. I mean, is Delpit going to be the next? Yeah, you don't, they don't know. Have no idea. Right? They don't know what Greedy Williams is. No, those are the two I was thinking. I mean, I, I I'm not. If I'm them, I'm not going into next year thinking, yeah, Greedy Williams is going to be our guy. Opposite Denzel, no, they better draft a corner. You haven't, high. You haven't seen him, right? right Can't right. stay on the field, right? And, and when he was on the field, he wasn't very good. Is Olivier Vernon going to be in the mix anymore? You he's know, a free agent. He's a free agent yeah. coming off an injury. You know, now you need to get in that. You need to get another edge rusher. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, and they got guys they have to start to pay soon too. And yeah, I mean, I think there's some optimism there in that. As an organization, we won a playoff game. We've been there. Baker's played better than I thought, I mean, to be yeah. very frank. And, you know, they got some things in place now. I got into an argument yesterday. Well, not so much an argument, but but uh, a co- former colleague, uh, John Staggerwald, tweeted out that Baker played excellent. I'm like, excellent? <laughs> they scored se- they scored 17 points. Yeah. He threw, you know, he, he averaged 5.5 yards a, a, a completion. It's not a great Against defense. a bad defense. Right, right. You know? Not to make excuses for the two dudes in the division, and by no means would I rather have Mayfield or Lamar than Allen. But what if they had a Diggs? You know what I mean? And those guys don't grow on trees. Don't get me no. wrong. Everybody, I mean, everybody right. would love a Diggs. But those two teams, maybe Odell could be that guy, but both those teams are missing a number one receiver. You yeah. know what I mean? It would help their progress a at lot. At this point, you kind of have to start wondering about Odell, too. Oh, I don't know. I've said all, this before. Right. I mean, he can't play a full season. I wonder if he's just a cap casualty or a trade, and yeah. you know he goes, just can't play a full season. Yeah, he's hard to count on. Um, but yeah, so I, I think you know all of these teams have work to do. Um, a lot, you know. It's, it's not just oh, let's run it back again next year at the same thing. It's, it's not that way for the Steelers. No, you're no. gonna make you're gonna make changes. You're gonna make moves. But the point is, this this stuff's going on everywhere. I mean, yeah. Steelers have issues too, and you know. The window's closed. It's over. Burn it down. That's what all these fan bases yeah. are saying right now. <laughs> I mean, the, the people, again, that last week I'm saying, well, Steelers next year are going to be five and eleven, four and twelve. They haven't. They haven't gone four and. What's tw- the precedent for that? They haven't been five and eleven. Well, they've gone five and eleven or worse once since 1969. I mean, are they going to have worse quarterback play last year or next year than last year? <laughs> no way. No. <laughs> you know, even Rudolph starts 16 games. Yeah. It'll be better than it was two years, you know, like yeah. a year ago. They had and one year, one season in 1988 when they went 5 and 11. No, in 88. In 88. Right, right, right. Like, I was just out of high school. Uh, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> you yeah, were still was, in high school. Driver's license. Yeah. yeah right. Um, you know, 19, That's the precedent. 1969, then, right. they went 1 and 13 in Chuck Knoll's first year. 
Okay. But they weren't necessarily – I mean, that was kind of expected. And they won their first game that year and then went lost 13 straight. Lost 13 straight. I mean, I mean, this is ancient history. They, you, they just don't do that. Mm-hmm. So it's not it's not going to happen. I and mean, there's too much coming back to think all of a sudden, oh, they'll be picking in the top five next year and they'll get the quarterback they want. And, they may get the quarterback they want next year, but they're going to have to trade up to do it. Yeah. I mean, and they may way. have the draft capital to do it. They might. Year. I mean, who knows? Yeah. I mean, it's kind of like the Patriots in a way. Like, the Patriots bottomed out this year at seven wins. Yeah. <laughs> they still ended up winning seven games and are picking 15th or something. And that's a batter roster as you're going to get in that organization. Do you, you think they were, they're going to be two and 12, you know, two and 14 next year? No way. I don't even care who their quarterback is. No way are the Patriots going to be picking in the top five next year. Yeah. They might go five and eleven if they don't make some. Well, they're going to do things though now. <laughs> yeah, you know this. Was but they lose Thune and some other, here. some of these other guys. Yeah. that you know some of their other big name free agents. But anyways, there's a whole off season with which to work from. You can't you can't mm-hmm. look at a team now and say, well, they're they're really going to be you know bad or good next year. Who the hell knows? Right, and let's, the people let's, you're playing are going to be a lot. Different yeah, you got to go through yeah. the process. There'll be injuries. There's all kinds of things that happens. Sure. Uh, but uh, we're going to take a break. He is Matt Williamson. I'm Dale Lally. You are listening to The Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio. You're tuned to The Drive on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. Steelers Nation Radio. Welcome back. I'm Dale Lally here with Matt Williamson. And Matt, I sent you this article earlier today, and I guess he's been updating this uh, as, as teams have been eliminated. I think so, yeah. Uh, so it doesn't really include the teams that are still playing. That's the right, right, right. Part okay. Of this. Uh, so, uh, colleague, uh, former colleague, uh, covered used to cover the Steelers, Jeremy Fowler, who's now a national writer for ESPN. Uh, he's breaking down all the NFL teams as the season ended here uh, into some different categories, and, and their categories are time for a major rebuild. Mm-hmm. New coach taking control, time to reassess, stuck in quarterback purgatory. Yeah. You don't want to be there. Uh, comfortable despite a losing record. On one side of the ball uh, needs help and on the right track mostly. Okay, okay. Now, for the Steelers, where would you consider? I know you didn't look at this. Where would, where would you put them Ooh, at on this list? Those categories. I bet there's some listeners saying, time for a major rebuild, blow the whole thing up. I'm not there. I think I'm focused on one side of the ball of those categories. If I had to pick, pick he them. he has them on the right track mostly. Okay, here's, and here's what he writes. Okay, so the record was 12 and four. Average age of starters in 2020, 26.7 years old. So they're not an That's old not team. Not as old as you think, especially yeah. with one of them really. Yeah, considering your quarterbacks, right, right. you know, 38. Um, big ticket free agent is uh, Juju Smith-Schuster. Low key important free agent. Free agent Alejandro Villanueva. I don't expect either one of those I don't guys back. Think Villanueva. Um, I think Sutton would be that guy for him. Yeah. But really. um, he says priorities this off season. Have a big picture philosophical discussion about the offense. The short passing game stalled out late in the year. The running game is among the league's worst. And Ben Roethlisberger turns thirty nine in March. Uh, he's also due a cap hit of uh, forty one point two five million in the last year of his deal. The Steelers must determine the viability of Ben's no huddle five wide attack. If they if they can add voidable years to Roethlisberger's deal and lessen the cap hit in 2021, uh, if 2021 shapes up to be his last, 
Uh, Pittsburgh must make cap concessions all over the roster, making re-signing key players such as Juju Smith-Schuster, Villanueva, James Conner, and arduous tasks. The cleanest path is to let some free agents walk, release a few veteran players, and pay T.J. Watt and keep drafting well. Everybody thinks that if you add years to Ben Roethlisberger's contract, mm-hmm. that you're somehow kicking the can down the road, and this is a bad thing. They have $171 million in cap space in 2022. Yeah, right, right, right. That's something we haven't talked about enough. They're not. It's not like they're going to go into 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 2022 with 100 million dollars in salary cap space and go woohoo. We're going to go sign a bunch of free agents. <laughs> right, right. That's you not well what the Steelers do, now. folks. That's they're going to re up their guys to long term contracts. T.J. Mm-hmm. Watt, Watson, Watson uh, you know, F- Fitzpatrick. They'll even be able to. You know, they can, they can afford to pick up the the option on Terrell Evans, who, by the way, um, I was looking at something else today. It was the oh the top grades at each position. Yeah, and Terrell Edmonds. This is Pro Football Focus, which you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, but they had him as their 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 biggest underrated surprise this year. Did they? As he he ended up being one of the better rated safeties in the league. Year. He had a good year, folks. Plays all the time. Yeah, right. Um, so see, that, that's funny because we haven't talked about all everyone talks about the whole city. Boy, they're in terrible cap situation. But the year after, they're in wonderful cap situation. Yeah, you know what I mean. So you can afford if. If next year, if you push, let's say, $5 million of Roethlisberger's cap hit in from next year mm-hmm. into 2022 by extending him for a year. Which the cap should go up by right. at least that, if not more. So, so what? So what? Right. Just take a loan out. Yeah. Because yeah. you're not going to, you know, it's not like you're going to spend that money. You're not going to go out and, and, and pay for right. Dak Prescott. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, well, we got $50 million. Let's go blow it on, you know, all these dudes that are. Now, they may sign a, a free agent or two. Possibly. But they're not going to go nuts. No. Yeah, assuming they continue to draft well, someone else will be due. And, yeah, you know, they'll get, they're going to pay the guy. Up. They're going right. to pay their own guys. That's what mm-hmm. they're going to do. So if you have to kick that can down the road a little bit with Roethlisberger, so what? Which doesn't mean Ben's a starter in 2022. Folks. No. No, right. As it, Basically, as um, Fowler writes here, they're voidable years. You can mm-hmm. – okay. Yeah, you know, it's basically a dummy contract that allows you to to lessen the blow for next year. I might even do it more than five million. You yeah, you I mean? can stretch I mean, it out over three years if yeah, you want. Exactly. I mean, yeah. who cares? No if they're voidable years, so what? Yeah, <laughs> that makes a lot more sense the way you spell it out there. I hadn't given it a ton of thought. That you know, the obvious thought is, oh, you don't want to max out your credit cards. Just take bite the bullet this year. But the credit cards are much bigger next year. I mean, like yeah. there's, there's you got a lot more credit limit, and you're gonna have more cap space, and yeah, I think that's a really smart move, and it's probably something they should. It's do something soon. they can do with Hayward. It's you know they mm-hmm. can extend to it if they want. They can do a bunch of things there that yeah. that lessen that blow. Now they've got work to do. Oh right, but right, it's right. not the and dire circumstances them, that, that that some may think. Right. I mean, the fact that there's so much flexibility two years from now is a great asset in this whole situation. Yeah. That I mean, they've sense. never. Uh, if you went back over the last decade, they haven't had combined 170 million dollars in cap space. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. I mean, it just doesn't happen because they have good good players, and they all cost money. And, and you they p- and they pay and, their own. And that's, the quarterbacks yeah. making a good buck and deserving and right. No, that's not so bad. I mean, you could free up quite a bit to, and it's not even like the Saints situation where you're all in it now to win it. Right. It's, it's just good business, just yeah. spreading things out, and especially with your point that. This isn't a team that's going to go out and be pounding the pavement for free agents. No, anyway. they're the they're like the Colts. Yeah, the right. Colts have had all kinds of cap space every year for the last I don't know five or six years. They don't go out and spend it. Right. 
Like, I bet if you ask the Colts, if you could trade $10 million in cap space for a second-round pick, they'd do it. Yeah. Like, give me the draft pick. You know, it's <laughs> happened to inherit a lot of cap space. They're right. not going to turn it down, but that's not how they want to be built. Um, so, anyways, looking at, uh, at Fowler's overall here, mm-hmm. uh, the other teams that he has in that in – that, uh, I still the, would have them as dedicated to one side of the ball. On the right track, mostly, um, is the Rams. Yeah, yeah. The Steelers, the Seahawks. Okay. Yeah, but you can see hiccups with these teams, too, yeah. right? The Colts. Yes, they also have a quarterback situation looming. Yeah, the Cardinals. These don't seem like the others. They're on the right tr- I mean, they're getting better. They're getting better. Yeah. I mean, if you remember, when they earned the first pick in the draft, that was maybe the worst offense I've ever seen. Yeah. You know, the, the and that was just two years ago. That was two years ago, yeah. right. So they were 8-8 eight and eight this year. So, I mean, they're on the right track. Kyler Murray was an Oakland 8. Yeah. Uh, and the Dolphins. Yeah. I mean, I think the Dolphins are absolutely on the right track. Yeah. Right. Um, Looking at the teams that are uh, time for a major rebuild. Okay. Jacksonville. Sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. Uh, The Jets. Absolutely. Absolutely. With or without Darnold. Yeah. You know, but right. This is where some Steeler fans want the Steelers to go, though. You don't want to be here, folks. You want to win one or two games? So you can to, have the number one pick in the draft, so you can take a chance on drafting some quarterback who, who may or may not hit, and then waiting for him to develop. And you know, you think he's a coming and sweep. Joe Burrow was great. Justin Herbert was great. How many games did they win? You know, I mean, and are they going to light the, the league on fire going forward? They yeah. might, but probably not. You don't want to be in the situation where coach said to Chase Young. I hope we're never as bad that we can get a guy like you. <laughs> you know, that's what you don't right. want to, you not want to be in that situation. Right. Uh, new to- coach taking control. Of course, we know these ones. Yeah. Atlanta. And there's more of them Houston. Now. Detroit. Um, those are the teams that still have to make okay. coaching hires. I got to say, none of the coaching hires blow my socks off, by the way. No, no. I have not seen anything. Wish Ooh, them all the best of luck. Yeah. But you don't want to be in that situation either, folks. Here's an interesting one. Time to reassess. Mm-hmm. See, I kind of like Seattle would be like in that, in that mold. He has Cincinnati on this list. Time to reassess, and I can kind of see it actually because if you look at mm, it, explain that one to me. I'm not sure why. Okay, so they went four eleven and one this year. Mm-hmm. The average age of their roster is twenty six point seven, which by the it's way is the, the same Steelers, age yeah. as the Steelers. Right. Uh, they have thirty one million in cap space. Big ticket free agent AJ Green, low key important free agent William Jackson. That is important. It's very important. Yeah. Right. Um, priorities this offseason. Fix the offensive line by any means possible. Playing a mix of projects and journeymen's won't su- journeymen won't suffice. Invest big in the position through free agency and the draft. Create synergy from the coaches to the players. There were whispers about player discontent beyond the normal losing. Yeah, I didn't like hearing that. Especially on defense. Um, yes. you know, Carlos Dunlap teased this by forcing a trade. Making changes to the defensive staff is a good start. Zach Taylor's two wins in December created some momentum for year three, and Joe Burrow believes he can win big in Cincinnati. But they've got the defense is an issue. The defense is really bad, and the offensive line is an issue. Right, I mean, those are two spots that you you know you, if you're if you're bad at one but good at the other one, you can right, like, that's, right, right. I mean, that's where the Steelers are at right now. Right. You can okay we need okay you need to pour all this into fixing your offensive line. All right, that's one problem. Mm-hmm. A defense and an offensive line, that's not a one-year right. fix. No, you're right. I mean, those are hard problems. And if you have an offensive line, well, then you can run the ball and you keep your defense off the field. You know, or 
your offense is struggling, kind of like the Steelers, but you have a defense and you create some turnovers. You put those guys in good situation, at least get a field goal here yeah. and there on the team. I mean, Burrow know? was throwing the ball more than anybody else in the league yeah, last that year. Can't happen. Because they couldn't, they couldn't stop anybody. No, no, they couldn't. And then Mixon fell off the map too, and they weren't moving anybody in the run game. No, they have great problems, and I don't know what I think about Coach Taylor too. I mean, he hasn't won many games in this league. He's not. <laughs> He's won six games in two years. In six games in two years. I, I mean, he, I know he didn't inherit, you know, the the, the twenty seven Yanks or whatever they were, but I mean, they weren't that bad. In Marvin Lewis's last year, right, yeah. right, right. I mean, they got some guys. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. What, I'm not sure why I'd say they re- reassess. They just, need, they just need a lot. Yeah, I just think that they, maybe they need to, to. I think he's looking at the, they need to reassess their way they're looking at their defense. Okay. Yeah, the defense isn't close. No. no and if really you lose isn't. William Jackson, it's really not close. It's really not close. I mean, he's probably their best defensive player. I mean, besides Lawson and uh, Bates. Who are your foundational defensive players? Yeah. I mean, Geno doesn't count anymore. Dunlap's gone. The corners are fine, even if you keep William Jackson, but they're not great. You know, like, who's your – I'm not saying who's your Watt and Minka, but who's 90% of those dudes. Yeah, I mean, they don't have not much there to build on. They the linebackers are atrocious. Yeah. Uh, the Eagles are in that list. Yeah, it's, it's time to reassess. They're And they're a team that, that I mean, 4-11-1 and one, – uh, they have minus seventy million in cap space. Yeah, uh, that's Ooh. not a good spot to be in. T- big ticket free agent is Jalen Mills, which okay, he's all you know. Hey, who cares about him? Uh, low key f- important free agent Duke Riley. I mean, they, I guess they don't have many free agents. That just shows you where they're at, though. Yeah. I mean, they went out. And it, uh, they were very aggressive. Uh, Banner was very aggressive in re-signing a bunch of their guys over the very. last couple of years. The problem is, is those guys haven't lived up to those contracts. No, they haven't. I'm a. I still support Wentz more than I should, frankly, because he's been terrible. But I would have liked to seen that offense with Bear or Brooks, the guard, Lane Johnson, Dillard, the first round pick. You know, like that offensive line lost. Got devastated. Got devastated. Besides Kelsey, they got shattered, and, and that's going to have a massive ripple effect. And that's not on the coaching staff or the front office, but because th- that team. The problem is some of the much like the Steelers, some of those guys are old. Right, and then you've put Jason Peters in as a stop gap, yeah. and he's shot, and yeah. you know, but th- that team is very much built on their linemen on both sides of the ball, and one of them, all the injuries hit at the same spot. Too. Yeah, you know that's rough. Uh, teams that are stuck in quarterback purgatory. Mm, I'm curious what this list is. The Bears. Yes. <laughs> I mean, what would you do if you were them? Like to <sighs> me, I'm, I don't, I'm, I don't want any of them. I'm starting. To, I'm going to have somebody outside the team. It can't be Mitch. But I don't know who that guy is. That guy is. And you went 8-8, eight and eight, so you're not in, in any spot to, to go get that guy. Their average age of their starters in 2020 is 27.3. They're actually uh, older than the Steelers. That's on the high end. Yeah. Um, uh, you probably is a backup on a good day. They're minus $10 million in, in cap space, so they've got some work to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, their best offensive player is Allen Robinson. He's a free He's agent. A free agent. Um, Trubisky's a free agent. I bet they make the mistake of bringing him back because they didn't make the GM or coach change, and they're all they're all in on Mitch. I bet they bring him back. Uh, you can't go. You can't go with Foles. You can't go with Foles. You maybe even cut Foles. I think. I'm, I think he actually gets cuttable after this year because he's not worth the money. Then you, then you don't have a quarterback, and, you, and you're not in a position to draft one. So I right. mean, you go sign Jameis Winston. I was going to say you end up with Cam Newton or something. Yeah. You know, and then you're still in purgatory. You're still in purgatory, mm-hmm. so that's why they're on the list. Yeah, they're a perfect team for that. Uh, the Washington football team. 
They are because they made the playoffs. Yeah, you know, if they were the Cowboys or New York, you could say, "Well, trade up and get Trey Lance or something," and at least you run it back. But I'm not inviting Alex Smith back. Yeah, I'm inviting Heineke back, but on for nothing. I'm not counting I'm not, on him being my starter. Not like, oh, you have one good game. You, yeah, you can put the franchise on your shoulders. They're gonna have a tough time. Yeah. Now they do have 35 million dollars in cap space, but Brandon Scherf's a free agent. Mm-hmm. Got to resign him. The rest of their line needs work, and they need a yeah. receiver, too. You can't give him up. Uh, Ronald Darby's a free agent. Kind of need him back. Mm-hmm. I mean, these are guys you need back. Um, Carolina Panthers are in that in that boat. Yeah, now, I they went 5-11, and 11, so they may be in a spot where they can get a quarterback. And I don't think expectations are super high. You know, that if you had another year where you traded up and went to go get a guy, you know, a, a quarterback, and spun your wheels with him a little and maybe even kept Teddy around – I think ownership and is going is cool with that. You know that we, we we gave you a six year contract, Matt Rule. So maybe you could be aggressive to get a Trey Lance or one of these dudes. Um, but Bridgewater ain't it. No, and he's the definition of quarterback purgatory. Here's their problem: they have 14 million in cap space, and their two big free agents that he mentions on here are Taylor Moten and Russell Okung. I said yeah, the both line your tackles. A lot of problems. Both your tackles. <laughs> yeah. And Moton's played well, but he's not going to be super cheap. No. That's a tough one. That's a tough That's one. That's a real tough one. Denver. Okay. See, I don't know why I keep thinking Denver could be the team that trades for Darnold or Wentz or rocks a boat with somebody big, trades up in the draft, new GM. Potentially. Or I they mean, roll back with Locke, which I – no, they're in quarterback purgatory. Yeah, because you don't they know really – you really don't know what Locke is. Not enough. Not enough, and he could easily be Trubisky. Oh yeah, you know, probably I, is. He probably is, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then okay, that's not good enough. And you support him with weapons and a better O line, a good O line coach, and he did some things. Yeah, but they've got sixteen million in cap space. But Justin Simmons is a free agent. Mm-hmm. Um, you know that you're gonna, all these teams have it tough, folks. You have to, <laughs> yeah, right, it's, yeah. It's not just the Steelers. New GM though. I mean, that's why I was thinking that someone might come in make a splash. Yeah, this one's interesting. Dallas. How does think you pay Dak? They have nineteen million in cap space. Yeah, I don't know that's, how you make that work. That's going to eat all of that up. Um, yeah, yeah, you, you almost have to do it, mm-hmm. um, but you can't do anything else. Then I think I draft draft defense and pay Dak because you weren't winning last year with Dak. That was the problem. No, but the offense was great. The offense was great, but you weren't winning because your defense stunk. It was so bad, right, yeah. right, right. And you're not going to be able to add to that defense at all. You're basically spinning your wheels just to just defense. to keep Dak. Yeah. Yeah. I can live with that, though. Even Sur- if it means franchising. The surprisingly comfortable teams, despite their losing record, San Francisco? Yes. They're going to be everyone's you know, worst. Darling, yeah. Yeah. Uh, the Chargers? Yes. I mean, I don't know Assuming about the new the, coaching hire. Yeah. I mean, he's a puppy, but they're going the right direction, and they got a quarterback. Yeah. Uh, we're going to take a break before we All get right. to the one side of the ball needs major help category. He is uh, Matt Williamson. I'm Dale Lally. You're listening to The Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio. You're tuned to The Drive on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. Steelers Nation Radio.
Welcome back. I'm Dale Lally here with Matt Williamson. We're going through uh, Jeremy Fowler's uh, look at the entire NFL. Yeah, it's uh, interesting. Who needs what? And uh, in, he put them in different tiers. And uh, we're down to the one side of the ball needs major help. I hope this helps Steeler fans realize that everyone's kind of in the same boat. It's not like teams are bringing this back This stuff doesn't happen in the vacuum. Everybody has major issues, especially with the cap being as low as it's going to be and the uncertainty around the league. There aren't many of these teams that would be on a list if I were to build it be like, oh, they're fine. Yeah. <laughs> Not many. There aren't many. No. Uh, so the one side of the ball needs major help. Okay. Not just a, a, a couple of tweaks. See, I think that's where I stuck the Steelers. Here's the Ravens there. And offense, obviously. The offense needs help. Here's their problem, though. Big ticket free agent is Matthew Judon. Mm-hmm. Or you could look. Or all the other outside line. Or any other, you know, look at guys, yeah. look at any of their edge. Like Ngakwe, for example. Right, right, right. When they made the trade for Ngakwe, people were saying, well, they're just going to re-sign him. Well, they've only got $17 million in cap space. Mm-hmm. That's a possibility. He and they're talking about extending Lamar Jackson now. Right. They're going to have that conversation. That's going to be job one. That'll be job one. Job two is going to be build a passing game. Here's the other part problem for them. Low, the, his low-key important free agent is Willie Sneed, who ended up being their number one... Five balls yesterday or whatever, yeah. and yeah. He's not exciting, but he's at least the veteran. He's that chain mover that you... you yeah. know, he's that guy. Now, maybe you can get a better Willie Sneed, but again, you've only got $17 million in cap space and no edge rushers, and mm-hmm. you have to improve your offense. Right, right. No, you need stuff. I mean, that that one almost has to be a philosophical discussion. You know, like... Yes, we know at this point we are going to extend Lamar. I'm not saying they should consider trading him. I'm a Lamar guy. But they might want to look at it and be like, look what Baker's doing in Cleveland, and maybe our passing game has to resemble that a little bit. A lot more play action, rollouts, easier throws, West Coast principles. And we can still incorporate his legs a lot, but less, because it has to have a passing game. It can't be Lamar running the ball. 15 times a game. It just can't. It can't. You saw it yesterday with with, with, with Patrick Mahomes. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the the for whatever reason, it's third and one, and you run Mahomes on, a, on an option, yeah. your quarterback's going to get hit on an option play. They're too valuable. That's what an option play is designed to do. If I'm, right. if you're, if I'm a defensive guy, and it's, okay, it's third and one, but you're going to give me a free shot at your quarterback? No. I'm going to hit the quarterback. That's not a Brady third and one quarterback dive in the A-gap for first right. down and people fall on you and you get up and everyone's happy. It's exposing him to a lot of people trying to do damage. Take his head off, and which is what happened. Every time it's Steeler Raven week, they're going to hit Lamar. They're going right? to hit Lamar. Right, right, right. Yeah. If it means the running back, you know. And, and again, you said this off the air and everyone knows this. He's a remarkable athlete and a remarkable runner. But will he be four years from now? Yeah. You know, defense is it's, it's yeah. the old. So was Robert Griffin early in his career and then he got hurt. Right. And he wasn't anymore. Yeah, That's, I mean, it's the, uh, you know, <laughs> I love high school girls because the older I get, they say the same age. I mean, that, that's you get older. Defenses yeah. stay the same age, man. The older you get, they're going to start catching you. You're not going to be faster than everyone for long. And Hard to build around that. The teams in the division are going to continue drafting guys to, hey, we got to draft guys who can catch Lamar. Oh, there are going to be a lot more Bushes and Queens yeah. in, the, in the division, yeah. yeah. Uh, the Titans he has in that group in that one, and they need to upgrade their defense in a bad way. In a bad way, they have no pass rush. To me, that's what they need specifically. Yeah, pass rush. Here's their problem: they've only got one million dollars in cap space. 
And their other problem is they can't count on the offense to remain the same now. Yeah, Corey Davis and Johnny Smith are both free agents. And their coordinator just left. And the coordinator just left. Yeah. So, I mean, you just lost two, two of your top three pass catchers. Mm-hmm. And A.J. Brown's going to get doubled like crazy. But you got nothing, nothing this year. You, they signed, tw- they spent $22 million on Jadavian Clowney and Vic Beasley. Yeah. And wow. they combined for no sacks. No sacks. And even two years in a row now, They've not exercised their option on Jack Conklin or Corey Davis, and I bet they regret those two moves. You know, yeah. like you combine those four moves that are all bad, that were all expensive, and you got nothing out of any of that, that hurts, man. Yeah. And Tannehill's really good and Brown and Henry, but Henry ain't going to last forever either. Not going to last forever, and you just yeah. gave him a bunch of money, and they may regret that in two years. The thing about their defense, though, it doesn't quite add up to me, and a lot of people blame it on Vrabel being the defensive coordinator, and I think he will hire one. They have some good players, at least. Though. Yeah. Like, I look at the Browns and say they have two good players and they need a lot of starters. Where the Titans, I'll take Evans and Simmons and Landry. Yeah, they've got and some Dory guys, yeah. And Bayard. You know, like, they have some good dudes. Like the sum It of just the, doesn't... When you add up all the pieces, the the sum isn't as big as it should be. But they need one more pass rusher, at least. I think maybe a little of that is because they, they don't have a pass rush. It would, yeah. It makes them vulnerable to any to lose to anybody. They're awful on third downs. Yeah. That's the thing is, too, like, I, I would always preview their games, and I'd go through, you know, stats that are kind of behind the scenes, and I'd always write, this might shock you, but with the way they play offense and as much as Derrick Henry controls the ball, but they're terrible in time of possession. Yeah. Because they can't get off the field. And they're terrible <laughs> on special teams. And they're terrible on special teams, Which too, is which a double whammy. They might have to, like, draft a kicker in the fourth round. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just a double whammy. Yeah. Uh, the next team on this list, Minnesota. They might be in quarterback purgatory, too. They could very well be. Uh, but the defense needs to get better. Mm-hmm. Um, the offense is, is fine. Is that what they're saying? Is Let's go back to Zimmer defense. But they, they really just... Because they were in cap hell. I would say this year was a transition year for them. They just basically got rid of the entire defense from mm-hmm. last year, except for, like, Anthony Harris. Yeah, and then their best player, <laughs> Daniel Hunter, gets hurt. Yeah. As defensive-minded head coach, I mean, some of these teams, and maybe this will be Pittsburgh this year, I don't know, they'll never say this was our step-back year and they, because they don't end up winning two games. But this was a, a Viking step-back year. Yeah. You saw it this time a year ago. But then they made the, they made the trade to, to go get uh, Ndokwe, no right? They, and then they gave you know after they figured out that the hunter wasn't going to come back, mm-hmm. they sold they, him for eighty cents. On yeah, the got dollar. got rid of him, and then they started winning games. And then they started winning games, <laughs> right? Because I think Zimmer's a good coach, and they're a yeah. good organization, sort of Steeler esque. Um, but and then you know their draft, they draft fourteen guys or something. Yeah. Well, some of them probably didn't make the team, and two of them we never heard of will step up this year and be cheap, and you know they'll get better, but. They also have that quarterback problem where they don't have they're in purgatory a little. Uh, the Patriots are on that list. They, obviously, they need to get better on offense. They need to get better on defense, though, too. Yeah, the defense was not good toward no. the end of the year last year. The offense stinks. The offense was maybe the worst offense in the league. Maybe the worst offense. Yes, there was a lot of bad defenses, but I think that was. I'd love to play against that offense. Yeah, you don't throw the ball. They don't Can't run, throw the ball. You know, right. Can't throw it. They need everything on offense. Except, I mean, their lines all right. Yeah, but Thune is a. Uh, but he's up. He's up, and you, mm-hmm. you just you just franchised him, so now you've set them. You've set the bar. Mm-hmm. You know, so. I, I bet they let him walk and pick a comp pick for him. They at least have a lot of picks, and they have a lot of cap space, and they do have people coming back, presumably from the COVID list. I don't know if they will or not. The thing is, it was easy to get guys to buy into going there when you had Tom Brady. 
that's you know the veteran guys who are at the end of their career who could come in and give you a a year of of solid play. Now you're looking at if I'm a veteran, I'm going. Do I really want to go up to to New England, be miserable for the entire season? I'd rather go to Cincinnati or Chicago. Yeah. or we got no chance. There, there's no quarterback in place. They're not going to win the division next year, right? Yeah, right. So no, it used you know, to be. They almost they're almost in a situation now where they're going to have to overpay a little bit to get maybe, free agents to go get a Hunter Henry or somebody like yeah. that, maybe because it's not a super. It's not in a very swell, attractive place. Unicorns yeah. and rainbows. Yeah, and you went there before because you had a chance to win a championship. Well, now you right. don't. Pick up playoff checks, play with Tom, win the whole thing. Yeah, you might. You're probably right about that. Uh, the Giants are on that list. Yeah, I guess. I mean, their defense is really coming around. I don't think they'll make any quarterback changes, but I think they need. I think they need to improve their offensive line. Yes, they like need two pieces on offense could go a long way yeah. with Saquon coming back. Right. You know, I mean. A number one, like Slayton's on a number one receiver, no. or, or Tate, no. or you know. those are complimentary pieces. Yeah. yeah, like if they get the kid out of LSU or one of the Bama guys in the first round, okay, you know, and um, spend money on a center and something yeah. along those lines. But okay. the defense also, I think the back end of the defense needs to get better. Isn't great. Yeah, and it's Leonard Boy- Leonard Williams is a free agent. Is he? He's yeah. gonna be expensive. He's had a really good year yeah. too. And they got nine million in cap space. Their edge guys are bad too. Yeah, but the defense played well. Uh, the Raiders are on that list. The defense stinks. The defense is atrocious. I think the offense is really good. Yeah. But that's Gruden. Like, <laughs> when in doubt, he's going to take Henry Ruggs as opposed to another edge guy. You know, like, right. give me the shiny offensive weapon. I mean, I, I think that's kind of something you need to worry about with the guy in charge. But they need a whole offseason of defense. Yeah. Um, he has one team listed as on the brink, and I would actually put them in that last Category. He has the Browns. I was say the Browns. I bet. He has the Browns listed as being on the brink. Their defense is not good. No, it's not. It's their, their defense again is not any better than Tennessee's. And Tennessee's offense might be better. Tennessee's offense is better. Yeah, me. at least right to second. But Tennessee's right. going to lose something. Right, offense they won't. I get that, and I could see why people would put the Browns in that category. And frankly, as an organization, I'm higher on them now than I was three days ago or two weeks ago. Including Baker, but their defense is bad. I mean, it's it's more than a, a piece or two away yeah. bad. You know, I mean, when they've when they've got Nick Chubb, I would have ran him more yesterday. I would have run him more yesterday too. But yeah. they can beat anybody. They can beat anybody. But they have to play a certain way mm-hmm. because their defense can't hold up. The defense can't be out there long. Yeah, you know, and they're de- they weren't terrible against you know a great Chiefs team, but. I kind of felt like the Chiefs could have dropped forty on them at any point too. You know, like yeah, I mean, if Mahomes keeps playing in that game, they probably end up. It's probably not scoring two more touchdowns. Probably in that game. true. Uh, in need of a financial reset. Ooh, the Saints. Saints. Ninety-eight million dollars over the cap. That's with Trey Hendrickson as their big ticket. Double. Um, that's with Marcus year. Williams uh, as a free. It's one I mean, of the better free safeties in the league. Too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they, they're in trouble. Yeah, uh, I saw Bill Barnwell do something about this, and he came to the conclusion of how to get under the cap. And it was like, trade Ryan Ramchek, trade Marcus Lattimore, let all your free agents go. Obviously, you know, like. But then, what do you got? What are you gonna put on the field? Nothing. Uh, that, that's a team that we talked about. Well, the Steelers can't be four and twelve. The Saints could. The Saints very well because could, they yeah. could really lose it all, including their quarterback. They don't have a quarterback. No quarterback. I think it will be Jameis next year. By the way. Yeah. A little birdie told me that they actually 
didn't play him over Hill because they don't want to keep the price down. Yeah, because they know they don't make money. If they can, get but it's still going to be more than they can pay. And he's not. What's he going to? He's not going to sign. Hey, I'm just going to sign back here for you know one year at five million. No. Right. Right. I don't think there'll be a lot of suitors for him now. But I mean, their offense going to be better next year. Probably not. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's going to be it's going to be interesting. But I thought that was an interesting uh, list and read. It is. Um, and of course, there's four teams still playing, and they got problems of their own that they're going to have to deal with. But. Yeah, they do. I mean, Tampa's quarterback isn't a young guy, and you know the Chiefs have a lot of holes too. Yeah, I mean, their defense, their offensive line, and they're over the cap. And they're over the cap too. I think Green Bay's in a pretty good spot, all in all. I can't think of their major issues. They still need a number two receiver. That's no, they do, but that's Tan- doable. Though Tanyan's a free agent. I mean, Is they it? get some guys that okay. are. Yeah, um, and the Bills actually are pretty good shape. Yeah, I mean they're they're well built and they should be able to withstand things for a while. Yeah, but I mean they're the best teams in the league right now. Anyways, yeah. He is uh, Matt Williamson. I'm Dale Lally. You're listening to The Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio. Uh, We're going to take a break. When we come back, it's time for the Fantasy Football Focus. We'll get to that right after this. This is The Drive with Dale Lally and Matt Williamson on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR. Steelers Nation Radio. Back, I'm Dale Lally with Matt Williamson, and uh, time for the fantasy football focus. Matt, we had our lineup that uh, we put into a, a DFS contest yeah. on DraftKings, and well, wasn't awful, but not, didn't didn't wasn't score anybody awful. a bunch we, of bucks either. We finished five points out of winning some money, but we finished sixty six points out of first place overall. Okay. Our lineup uh, was Baker Mayfield. 12.46 points. That was not good enough. You mentioned off the air. I mean, none of the quarterbacks really shined this Yeah, nobody and, nobody uh, just tore it up. No. Uh, but you can't have a 12.46 at the quarterback. No, That's, of course, of course. You need to get 20, 25 points there, and that didn't happen. If we get 20, 25 points there, we win money. Mm-hmm. We didn't. Uh, Kareem Hunt had 10 points, 10.4 points. They didn't use him. He didn't have a point in the first half of that game. Yeah, that's strange. Which I thought they should run the ball more with Chubb, but more in general, which would have helped Hunt. But all in all, we were thought ten plus from him was what we were after. Yeah. But uh, it could have been better, obviously. Um, Baker was at fifteen point eight percent ownership. Hunt was at thirty six point one percent ownership. He was highly owned, but not nearly as owned as Cam Akers. And we kind of talked about that last yeah. week. Everybody was going to be on Cam Akers. That proved to be a pretty decent start. He had eighteen point six points. Um, but there is a fine line to, yeah, we got a good, we picked a good dude, but so did everybody else. Everybody so else, out. yeah. So, so you know it, what I mean? all that did was get us even with everybody else. Mm-hmm. Antonio Brown was owned by twenty five point six percent. That was our killer. He had two points, one catch for ten yards. He pulled up lame too. Like yeah. I don't know, they have other receivers too. Yeah, yeah. Emmanuel Sanders, that that kind of worked out. He was owned by eight point six percent. We got ten point eight points out of him, so that's what you want. Now it would have been nice if he scores a touchdown. Yeah, but on Thursday or Friday, I think we'd have taken ten point eight out of him. Yeah, you know, for a cheap guy. Uh, Tyreek was uh, owned by forty one point eight percent of, of uh, teams. He was twenty two point nine points. Uh, Travis Kelsey was our tight end. Was owned by forty seven point eight percent. Yeah. 
Um, Both of them held up their end of the bargain. Though. Yeah, you know, but again, we we, we kind of knew that you know going in, like we knew that Acres, Hill, and Kelsey, since we were building our lineups around those guys, had to hit. And, and they knew, did, but they, they knew that they were going to be high ownership. Yeah, they all did well. We didn't screw up there, but none of them blew up, and a lot of people owned them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Devin Singletary did not work out. Uh, he was owned by twenty six point seven percent of owners. He, we got six point seven points. They threw the ball every play. And our big play was the Packers. The Packers are only owned by 13.5% of, of... That's a little surprising. I, I've, I thought it would be more, yeah. but they only scored five points, which was a problem. True. Yeah, the Rams got some stuff late. Yeah, so if you look at the team that won it, um, had Aaron Rodgers. He had 25.54 points. He was only owned by 8.4%. Yeah, I mean, very low ownership. Yeah. Time, right. Uh, he also had Hunt. He also had Acres, so he had, okay. we had the same running yeah, backs. So that's a wash. Yeah, so we lost. We're down twelve points now, just at the quarterback. Thirteen points at the quarterback position. Mm-hmm. He had Traquan Smith. That was the home. That's run, a killer. Right? He owned him one percent of leagues. He got twenty three and a half points out of Traquan Smith. That's how you win leagues. That's so. a home run. Yeah, yeah. You get the guy that one percent owned, who was super cheap, that allowed you to get the uh, the the chalk guys. Yeah, because he also he had Stephon Diggs. Right. Who had uh, big. 28.9% ownership and scored 27.6 points. Willie Sneed was a 1.3% ownership, and he got five catches for 25 yards out of Willie Sneed. That's seven and a half points. That's a sneaky one. Yeah. I bet he paid like nothing for Willie Sneed. Right. He you was know, $3,300, $3, as was Traquan Smith. They yeah, were both $3,300. Right, right, right. And you Traquan hit on, Smith has and you, ability, yeah. You, out of those two $3,300 players that, that cost you a total of $6,600, uh, you got over 30 points. And you end up with the Diggs and Rodgers yeah. of the world because he, of it. He had right. Kelsey at tight end. That also allowed him to have Tyreek Hill as his flex. Wow. I mean, he has Hill, Kelsey, and Diggs. Yeah. You know, because By he, going cheap with those guys, and one of the cheap guys hit. And the other one wasn't terrible. And the other one wasn't terrible. You right, didn't, right, you didn't right. take a zero there. He also had the Bills defense, which owned, was owned in 14.9%. And they got 19 points. They had a pick six. That's a that's a winner. That's a 2,900 defense or 2,900 dollar defense. And the D played really really well too. Yeah. It wasn't just the pick six. So yeah, that's well done. I can see how you win things doing that. Yeah. Now I started my own lineup and I tweaked it a little bit. I, I'd, I'd shown it. Um, or I'd sent it to you early in the week, and I, I tried to figure out a way to keep uh, Travis Kelsey, Tyreek Hill. And Patrick and Mahomes. Mahomes. I did a stack of those mm-hmm. three guys and then built around that. Uh, so Mahomes ended up with 21.6 points okay. leaving in the third quarter. He was on pace. Yeah, right. He, he, was, on, he was on par to get 30-plus points in that game. I would have thought so, yeah. yeah was, so that would have worked out. Kelsey and, and, and Hill were both, again, good. 22.9 points and, yeah, uh, and, and 27.9 points. Um, but they probably would have been a little better if Mahomes doesn't get hurt, too. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know. Um, let me get the the right uh, thing up here. I'm, I'm pretty sure you went with Acres in that league as well. I did. I, I, I had Acres. Chalky but good. Yeah. You know. Um, I got it. Did you go Packers in that league too? Defense. I went Ravens, which got me yeah. six points. Yeah, that's better. That was ten point three percent ownership. If, if I could, I could have paid for the Bills. I had a hundred dollars left over. The Bills were twenty nine hundred. The Ravens were twenty eight. And I thought the Ravens defense played great though. If I had gone with the Bills. 13 more points would have put me in the top 10 in this contest. Sure. I ended up finishing 36th overall, which got me in the money. Yeah, that's not bad. Out of, I think it was like out of 800 and some wow. lineups. Um, so I had Mahomes. He had a 33% ownership, which is reasonably high. But, yeah. you know, uh, Hunt and Akers were my running backs. 
I switched things up. I had Chris Goblin at the wide receiver position. Okay. Uh, he had, uh, it cost me $6,100. He was only owned in 18% of leagues, and he dropped that damn touchdown. Yeah, that would have been big. That, uh, that, that been, would have put me in the top 10. But yeah, that touchdown. That, would. that was a 33-yard touchdown pass. Uh, I had Tyreek Hill. I had Van Jefferson in the lineup. Yeah, I remember it, you texted me that. $3,000 he cost me. When Cup was inactive. Yeah, when, when Cup went inactive. He was owned in 0.2% of leagues. And I got 16.6 points out of him. That's awesome. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's I could have similar aff- to the Traquan Smith move. I could have or- afforded him and gone and gotten Traquan Smith. <laughs> well, sure. But, I mean, you can't. Who knew? I mean, yeah. In the end, your Van Jefferson move made you money. Yeah. That, I mean, that, that, one, that one worked out because I had uh, Travis Kelsey in my flex. I could, again, could have gone Van Jefferson here, mm-hmm. too. Instead, I went Austin Hooper. I, I put a couple bucks on him to. Over on catches, he ended yeah. up like two catches. He had two I catches he for sixteen game. yards, and the Joku ended up being. And Joku was the guy who was right. who was targeted. Uh, just uh, oh, it was so frustrating because I thought uh, Hooper was kind of in a smashed spot because the Chiefs, thirtieth in the league covering line, or, uh, tight, tight ends, ends, bad, right? Just awful. And Hooper generally is a high floor guy to begin with. Yeah, like, probably isn't going to hurt you, but if he can smash in this situation, wow. And uh, that's funny because I, I put money on that too, thinking he's going to catch six balls. I mean, I think the over under was like three and a half, and he got the two. Yeah. I was like, man. I finished 31 points at a first place in that one. Um, okay. So about half as much as we did with our lineup. The uh, team that won it on that one had Mahomes at quarterback, Leonard Fournette at running back at $4,900. He was owned at 11.2% ownership. Uh, that's a. You get 21.7 points out of Leonard Fournette. Are you starting Fournette over Jones next week if you have to pick between the two? <sighs> I think I am, but probably. It'd probably be, I don't know if he'll be cheaper or not. We'll have to look at that. Yeah, that'll be an interesting check. conversation for Friday or whatever. Again, he had Acres. I think everybody who won money everybody this week had Acres, yeah. yeah. Hit Jarvis Landry. Jarvis Landry was $5,600. He had a 20.7% ownership. He got 15 points. Yeah, they target that's, him. That's I not mean, bad, yeah. We never respect that guy, but he's valuable. Yeah, so he, he had uh, a touchdown, uh, seven catches, but he only had 20 receiving yards. Ugh, is that all it was? That's all it was, yeah. Wow. They, they didn't average much with their passing game. No, they didn't. Uh, he had McCole Hardman. I thought about using McCole Hardman. What did he end up with? I didn't remember his uh, He was $3,900, 11% ownership. He mm-hmm. had... Four catches for 58 yards in a four-yard run. So yeah. he ended up with 10.2 points. That's not bad for That's, a yeah, cheapy fill-in. Yeah, 3,900. Yeah. He was jo- kind of like your Van Jefferson yeah. move. Josh Reynolds was another guy that I looked at when I was going with when I went with Van Jefferson. I'm like, do I go with Jefferson or do I go with with Reynolds? Um, he went with Reynolds. He had, was 3,200 bucks, 7.2 percent ownership. So a little bit more ownership. Mm-hmm. He had three catches for 65 yards. Mm-hmm. Um, not bad. Know, nine and a half points. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But again. Travis Kelsey, Tyreek Hill, he had that he had that right stack with Mahomes to win this, and then he had the Bills defense. Yeah, I say Bills defense. The Bills defense was a winner. Yeah, of all they the were thirteen points better for, than anybody else on defense. I mean, Traquan Smith's a home run, yeah. but that's a tough one. Bills D was the one to own. It looked like this week. Yeah, yeah. But who knew? I, I mentioned that league I'm in where you you pick guys and you can't use them a second time, and I've done well over two weeks. I think I'm in like tenth place with a hundred people, something like that, and I still have some really good guys I can play. But boy, I had Michael Thomas. That was my only. Oh, that was a killer. I, I toyed with the idea. We we did it last yeah, week. Yeah, he was with almost the idea in our lineup. Trying to get Michael Thomas in the lineup, and boy, that wouldn't have been worth it. Not zero. I mean, Got a zero out of yeah, him. Yeah, he, he didn't look like. I had a hard time telling if he was open or not. I was watching him a lot. Um, but that offense is rough, man. I mean, besides the Winston play, people complain about the Steelers. I mean, the, the Saints Steeler correlation is sort of similar, but 
the biggest play they had from scrimmage besides the Winston play was a 17-yard run by Kamara. And, yeah. You know, like everyone's. But the Steelers proud. can't even. The Steelers can't even get that. That's the That's problem. The thing. What if he could do that once yeah. in a while? Because Kamara know, right? was actually not bad in that game. Um, no. If, he, and we didn't see Kamara in any of those lineups, but if you look at what Kamara did in that game. Um, he had 85 yards or something like that on the ground and caught a few balls as usual. Yeah, he did, right. he did Alvin Great Kamara, player, right. you know, Kamara things. Um, you would have been perfectly fine. 18 for 85 mm-hmm. rushing, and he caught three passes for 20 yards. So you're looking at 85, 11. He had a 14 and a half point game. I mean, he, I remember he was expensive, but everyone looks at the Bucks D and is like, that's the best run D in the league. Okay, but it's not the 85 Bears. I mean, right. like, Kamara's still going to get his, and that offense is going to give him the ball no matter what. Yeah. Now, next week when we do this, we'll only have two games to pick from. Yeah, it gets Four tight. teams. Now it gets tighter. So now you you know, you really have to find some I mean, of like, those. Just think of the AFC running backs. Yeah, some of those really? hidden gems you got to find. You know, do you, do you, is A.J. Uh, Dillon or Jamal Williams or – that Leonard Fournette, Ronald Jones. I mean, Fournette had 17 for 63. Jones had 13 for 62. The difference was is Fournette was a big factor in the passing game. Yeah, he he, he is a factor he, there. He had five catches for 44 yards and a touchdown, but which like, they picked on the on the, the Saints inside linebackers all day long. I mean, if you think about the four backfields that are going to play Sunday, though. Aaron Jones is the only one that's like a regular fantasy starter this year. Yeah, Fournette's kind of turning into that, but they're going to be in every lineup. Right, so you gotta you gotta find that that other guy. Are you that, willing to take a Singletary or a, one of the Chiefs or bet on Lev Bell or maybe Edward Solaire comes back? But are you willing to put? He's gonna be won't be cheap. No, he won't be cheap at all. He'll be right Running up there with Jones. Rough. Yeah, you know, Aaron Jones stands alone, and but everyone's gonna want him, and he's gonna be expensive. Yeah, interesting. It'll be fun. We'll do that later in the week. But that was what happened to us this weekend. I at least because I entered both those lineups and, mm-hmm. and paid for them. I I came out a little bit ahead this week. Um, I expect a lot more points around the league, though, and better, you know, way better quarterback fantasy production. I didn't foresee that Ravens Bills game being that low scoring. Um, even the other games, I mean, none of the quarterbacks, none of the quarterbacks really, yeah. And even, weather had a little to do with it, but even the guys that. who run didn't really, yeah, right, 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 do much of that. Allen and Lamar didn't do much, you know. Uh, even Brady was fine, but yeah, 199 of, yards passing and two touchdowns. That's nothing yeah. to write down. About, he did right? run for a score that was kind of. Oh yeah, so that helped, but that helped, right. still not what you were looking for. No, for. not a lot of fans. We didn't see any Tom Brady lineups on there. No, good point. Yeah, so he is Matt Williamson. I'm Dale Lally. You're listening to the Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio. We haven't talked about uh, the news from over the weekend. We'll do that right. when we come back he, uh, right after this. You're tuned to the Drive on your 24/7 home of the Black and Gold Steelers Nation Radio. likely to hire Matt Canada as their offensive mm-hmm. coordinator. Uh, we threw some names out there last week of guys that maybe they w- might want to talk to. They haven't announced anything 
I guess it's not official yet, huh? Right. So nothing is official yet. I wonder if they're waiting until they hire an offensive line coach as and well, or quarterback and coach. Or, or quarterback. Yeah, yeah make yeah. some of those moves all at one time. I, don't, I mean, there's no there's no rush to announce this. That's the the big thing. There's no rules of how you have to do it or no. whatever. I mean, I'm sure Canada knows he's the guy and they know he's the guy, but they don't have to make it official yet. I mean, <laughs> one press conference will probably handle it all, and they're having these talks for the other position coaches as well, which are really important. You know, like. Um, adding a new quarterback coach is exciting. You know, I mean, like that yeah. could be a whole. New when they league. added Matt Canada last year, mm-hmm. um, everybody thought, okay, they're doing this with the idea that you know he's the he's the coordinator in waiting, or he's right, right, right. now it looks like they're going to do that, and people are complaining about it. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's now, funny I, to me. Right? As we talked about last week, I don't know Matt Canada well enough to know whether he's a good right. offensive. Most mind years or not. you know him much better. Yeah. This year you don't. Right. I just, I just don't know him. Um, I can look at what he did in college and say, okay, he did some good things in college, but mm-hmm. will that work in the NFL? I don't know. I don't know. My take on it, it's kind of a long one, is a year ago when they hired him, I went, wow, this is great because I've been complaining for years, and frankly, I probably didn't have a lot, a lot of room to complain because their offenses were really good and they had Antonio Brown and LeBell and Ben's younger and better, that – they need to do more play action. They need to be more scheme-based. They need to use more motion. So they recognize that they hire this guy. But I had never heard of COVID back then. And, right. <laughs> and you know, you were at camp at, at Heinz Field, and you said they in, implemented a lot of it back then. But yeah. that's different than leaning on it on game day week after week. It's not no they, preseason. They weren't running the quote-unquote Mac Canada offense. They were running the Steelers offense. Which was, a car- which was a carryover from Bruce Arians to to, sure, sure. to Todd Haley to Randy Feekner, and now you were adding some of the the con- some of the things that were in that Canada offensive scheme, mm-hmm. some of the pre snap motions and those kind of things. Wrinkles, wrinkles, but yeah. it wasn't the basis of their offense. Oh, exactly, exactly. So once they, you know, maybe again they had fourteen padded practices before the season started. And fourteen no preseason games, right? no preseason games. So they had some some facets of that, mm-hmm. and you saw it the first month or so. You saw it the first too, month, right? and then you saw teams adjust to it, right? And start okay, those jet sweeps that were working early didn't work so well anymore. I didn't feel like it was a failure though. No, I, I didn't either. Those games, but I know? think teams did adjust to it, and and the big sure. plays, the, the plays that they were getting weren't what they were. You know, they had a Ray Ray McLeod fifty nine yard run off of a uh, mm-hmm. off of a jet sweep. Well, they didn't get anything like that after that. They probably thought, and I don't know this, but pr- probably thought we don't feel comfortable enough with this stuff. We haven't repped it. Um, there were also some snafus there. True. Uh, you know, I can remember. I can recall early in a game. I can't remember. It was, it was on the road where Roethlisberger put one on the ground trying to when they were trying to do some of the stuff. I think it was, it was a handoff to Chase Claypool, and Claypool mishandled it, and they were deep in their own end. Uh, And and it cost him some yardage there. Luckily, he fell on the football. All that ball handling stuff in all these offenses, Baltimore and whatnot, can't be overlooked. No. That's something you need to work on and work on a lot. A lot. But if you're preparing during the week to go play Houston, Mm -hmm. you don't have time to do that. No, it has to happen in the preseason. You have to be comfortable going into the season. So that's one one of the complaints. That's not a Thursday practice. Yeah, that's one of the complaints that I'm getting here is that well, the Steelers, they didn't use that stuff. Uh, and, and I maybe it, there's some of it that Roethlisberger didn't like. Maybe. And some of it that he can't. he's not capable of doing. But possibly. the pre-snap motion and stuff, that's all. Matt Canada's offense, and I've looked, I've looked at some different films of this, 
he's not doing anything super different here. No. All he's doing is like moving it. guys around pre-snap, and they're still getting in this into position and running regular plays. The beauty mm-hmm. of the pre-snap stuff is their indicators. Yeah. Like, the league is using it a lot. I read this morning, Green Bay used pre-snap motion on 73% of their plays yesterday. And they're the best offense in the league, give or take. I yeah. mean, that's what they do every week but you, because what, you what, can learn. Things. But it's window dressing. You can you can do oh absolutely. You can line guys up, you know, move them around. Well, that helps and run the play and run the same play three straight times. Absolutely, because the defense is going okay. This guy's there. You're making the defense think a little bit. Absolutely, and they and, don't and have time to adjust. It goes back to what we were talking about last week with the Steelers getting linebackers matched up exactly. on on what on, on slot receivers, right? When you break the huddle with 10 seconds left, there's not time to adjust. If you're moving guys around pre-snap, there's not time to adjust. Right. And there's a lot of ways to skin a cat. Like, Peyton Manning hated it. He wanted Marvin on the right, Lane yeah. on the left. So he could figure and out. he would sit yeah. there and see what the defense would do. And he'd sit there static as can be and read all their faces and go. Great. It worked phenomenal. But the, not that that was wrong. But the league has changed, and it's something free that they give you. If you want to take this piece of advice or this – this one more tool, why not use it? I mean, we use the example. You take a fullback and you motion them outside the numbers, and a corner's lined up over them. You're getting zone. Right. You know, if a linebacker goes with them, you're probably getting man across yeah. the board. And, and then you can just motion them back into the backfield right, if you, you want. learn something. <laughs> you know, right. Let alone the jet sweeps and the orbit motion and Tyree Kill screaming across the, you know, behind the line of scrimmage. And maybe we will see some of those things. But – one of my takes with the Canada hiring is part of it worries me, but it feels like this is a nice transition for Ben for this year with the potential for a much different offense two years from now. I'll say this as well. I thought he did good things with Mason Rudolph this year. Just yeah, watching, right, right, the, right. watching the practices, he was active with the with the young mm-hmm. quarterbacks. He was active with I Ben doing stuff. Too, yeah. yeah. Um, you know, so – there's there's some of that there as well. So I you know I, I don't know that I I love it. I don't know that I hate it. I just don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and part of me worries: Are you on the fence? Are you trying to play two sides of the offense for today, 2021, versus the offense of tomorrow with a different quarterback? Is it going to be a messy Frankenstein offense of things all sewn together? This massive body part, you know? Yeah. I, ju- I just know the, that there's this. You don't ha- you don't have to change your terminology. That's huge. Which is huge. You, you know, you're not, now you're just adding, again, to what you already had as opposed mm-hmm. to bringing in, um, you know, one of the guys that we talked about last week where they come in and they want to change. Well, we're going to go – we're going to call everything different. You know? Yeah. And then everybody has to learn around your new offensive coordinator. I don't know – that's the drawback of hiring an offensive coordinator with an older quarterback. Absolutely. That's a hard thing to deal with. Yeah. But to your point – That's why still... the, That's why the Tampa Bay made – Tom Brady learned their offense, not the other way around. And it took, a, and it was hard. Yeah, and it took a while, and it took a while, and, you know, and then it finally started to work itself out. But there's two huge hires, as you mentioned, still to come. And there's yeah. I mean, you're going to have a quarterback slash passing game coordinator type dude, and you're going to have a running or a offensive line slash running game coordinator type guy that you'll probably run a lot of the same plays. But the new O line coach might be like, if you, you know, if your guard changes his split by a foot to the left, you can reach him easier. Yeah, we can you know? get this or we can get that. Right. You know. And doesn't mean it'll be better, but it'll be a little different and they'll be subtle. But those two hires are going to be key too. Yeah, and I, I threw some names out there today of guys that I would look at or talk to. Um, first on that list would be Doug Marone. I think he screams at the top of the list. 
I'm not saying he's Munchak, but he's a former head coach who's been there, done it, that's overqualified for the job, like when you hired Munchak. He's been an offensive coordinator. He's, mm-hmm. he's, he's followed the same path to, to becoming a head coach that Munchak did. Right. In different organizations, but he's been with the Saints, Jets, and Jaguars mm-hmm. and rose through the ranks of the Jaguars to become their head coach. Um, they did some good things under him. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know. that Jags O-line is not super talented, but it hasn't been bad either. Right. Um, I wouldn't mind them adding a, a former head coach to the staff in some capacity. Yeah, somebody yeah. who's who's a, a – Who's been in charge of I hate I hate to say the adult in the room, but somebody who's got some experience in the NFL who That's can – kind of Tomlin's peer, you yeah. know, that he's coached against and, you know, there's a similar because it's, age. It, that, that offensive and, staff is young. Yeah. Uh, with James Daniel retiring as well, they need to f- find a tight end coach as well. That's, sure, that's sure. Not the, um, but somebody yeah. that's called, that's game managed, and yeah, you know, just another voice in the room that right. that you know, hey, somebody that again, Tomlin can lean on. Too. Yeah, coach, you might want to call timeout here, or yeah. you know, think about this coming up. You know, that type of thing. Those kind of things. Um, so I think he would be a, a very solid hire. Uh, another guy who's been around for a long time uh, is James Camp- James Campen, who's the the offensive line coach for the Chargers this year, um, but for, from 2007 to 2017, actually 2018, he was with the Packers. That's a good group, uh, um, yeah. Yeah, and, and it's been a, that's been a good offensive line. Obviously, he's, he's coached in a Super Bowl. Right. Um, coached in a lot of big games. He was their Packers run game coordinator in 2018, um, so he has some yeah, play-calling abilities. Him, but yeah. uh, he was also the assistant head coach, offensive line coach under Freddie Kitchens in Cleveland last year. Okay. Um, so there's some again some knowledge of the of the AFC North, right? right, right. Um, you know, what's, game planned against the Ravens before. Yeah, and, you know, that's, that's no, that depends on you know that all are the are, the the staff in with the Chargers got fired, or mm-hmm. at least there's there's some possibility that they may get fired. He's got, he's still under contract with the Chargers. The Chargers may say, hey, we like this guy. Oh, uh, maybe they keep tell him the new right, right, tell right. The, the their new head coach, hey, we're going to keep this guy as your offensive line coach. Give you a veteran. So he's not on the market yet. Yet, but that's a possibility. Okay, gotcha. Um, Harry Highstant is another guy that I, that I would look at. Uh, he was the Bears' offensive line coach from 2005 through 2009. Um, okay. So been to a Super Bowl with them. Mm-hmm. Of course, coached under Lovey Smith there. Um, and then again in 2018 and 2019. Uh, in between there, he was head, he was the offensive line coach at Notre Dame. Oh, they've pumped out some guys. Uh, Zach Martin, Ronnie Stanley, Nick Martin, Quentin Nelson, and Mike McGlinchey, mm-hmm. who were all, when they came out, looked at as NFL-ready prospects. Yeah, I would say that's – of course they recruit well, but their O-line play has really stepped up yeah. in the last – Every one years. of those guys, though, when they when they came out, well, he's ready for the NFL. Mm-hmm. He's ready to step in and start, start now. Start right now. Right, and right, right. that goes back to the to the offensive line coach. Without that, question. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. Um, so he would be a guy that uh, you know I think would do a good job there, and, and uh, didn't work this year in the NFL. He's he's like sixty two, so he's not okay. not young, but he's not old. Yeah, he's been around the block. Though. Yeah, uh, and then the final one would be uh, Hal Hunter Jr. Um, he's got some Steeler ties. His dad coached here from eighty five to eighty eight on the offensive line, so he coached uh, Tunsham Wolf. Hmm. Um, has been an assistant uh, all over the place at Pitt, Akron, Vanderbilt, Indiana, North Carolina. LSU, uh, coached with the Chargers from 2006 to 2011, was their offensive coordinator in 2012. Hmm. Uh, when that before that staff got He's fired, coordinator. Yeah, um, has coached uh, 2013 to 2015 with the Colts, and then spent a season with the Browns before uh, the, the previous two years, uh, 2018 and 2019 with the Giants. Okay. 
So, I mean, again, there's a guy there with some some track record. uh, Yeah. Yeah. Track record has been in the league, um, has coached at the college ranks, has some Steeler ties there. So, yeah, right, right. His dad was originally from Cannonsburg. So, uh, you also mentioned off the air that Marone has some Tunch and Wolf ties too, right? Yeah. Marone Marone spent a season in training camp with the Steelers back in the late 80s as a player. As a player. uh, He's tight with Tunch and Wolf as well. They've gone down. I know, I think. Maybe one or both of them have gone down over the years and, and worked with Marone's offensive linemen. Pretty sure Tunch he was, did some Tunch He was a head coach at Syracuse, so okay. there were some yeah, ties. Yeah, in, with yeah, Wolf, right. yeah, with Wolf as well. So there is some familiarity there, and it wouldn't surprise me if that's uh, – Yeah. I mean, he's obviously the name people know of the ones he listed, and like we mentioned with Munchak and former head coach. I would love to see that, but – Again, I have a hard time commenting on assistance that I. That's the thing, seen you know. I'm diving guy. into offensive line coaches sure. last last night while I'm watching the game, and I'm just trying to figure out, okay, who are some guys out there who are mm-hmm. available? I don't. Again, I don't want a, a guy who's coming up from college necessarily. That doesn't appeal to me, but there's also kind of like Surrett was, and I know people don't love Surrett now because, but whatever. But there's a lot of assistant O line coaches that are ready that yeah. we wouldn't know. Right, yeah. I mean, I I have no. I mean, Adrian Adrian Clem has been the Steelers' assistant offensive line coach the Mm -hmm. last couple couple of years and played in the league. I mean, it's it's not like he's a you know an unknown commodity. Um, I don't know that he's ready to step up and be the 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 offensive line coach. I don't know that he you know maybe he is. I don't know. It's a hard thing. I I just don't know. And maybe you get him a new assistant. Mm -hmm. But if you want a veteran guy, that's not a bad list to start. Some of the offensive coordinator names we've we mentioned, Caldwell in particular, really comes to mind. Could you see him being the Steelers quarterback coach slash assistant head coach? You know, like some kind of title like that. You know, well, the interesting thing with that is going to be, first of all, John Mitchell is already their assistant head coach. Mm. So how many assistant head coaches are you going to have? And then really that's just a title to give the guy it more is, money. It's a seniority thing. Yeah, and, and it also allows you to then – if somebody comes knocking with a offensive coordinator job or something like that, you can say, no, he's assistant head coach. Mm-hmm. That's a, that's a step backwards. Right, right, the Steelers right. could do that with Terrell Austin. Yeah. Right. Uh, who's interviewing for some defensive coordinator jobs. They could just say, no, we're going to make him assistant head coach. And it's kind of a loophole. Yeah. I, mean, I don't think there's a limit of how many you can have or anything either. I don't think so either. I mean, honestly, every assistant coach is an assistant head coach. <laughs> They're they, assisting they the, head, the coach. head coach. Right. Exactly. <laughs> I just wonder if they could find a, one of those veteran names that we mentioned at offense coordinator that we were high on outside the organization. Could they be the quarterbacks coach? I don't know. Potentially, I yeah. mean, there, there's there's always you know the potential for that, or you make you give them some kind of you know passing game coordinator yeah. or something like that. Or I, I'm just know. thinking a lot of those guys wouldn't take a quarterback coaching job; it'd be OC or bust. You know, where you you're you know senior offensive assistant slash quarterbacks coach. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of where I was going yeah. with that. Like that's something, something that along distinguishes those lines. you yeah. over some of the other people. And, and that's just about the pecking order, right? Right. And, right. And that's pay. important. Yeah. And, right. He is more. You know, he, he's in charge of the game plan more than anybody else in the room. I mean, he's the final say of you know our, the way we attack him on game day, and you know, Tomlin's gonna be on the defensive side. Yeah, so, but I think to me, the offensive line coaching job is just as important, if not more so, than the offensive coordinator. Always think that, absolutely, because yeah. they're going to have some young ones. Their their stars aren't no brainer slam dunk stars anymore. You know, I mean, DeCastro still might be, but he's your DeCastro is your rock. Mm-hmm. Um, but the rest of them have less than twenty games experience. Any coached up. 
Yeah, they need they, they need you know they don't have a ton of, of NFL experience. I mean, you're you know, Chooks Okorafor might be end up being the second most experienced guy on that line, right? In terms of starting experience, so communication's gonna be really important, you know, without question. It's yeah, so people play next to each other. That one's gonna be a, a huge hire, and I'm gonna be interested to see who they hire in that job. But yeah. Uh, Hopefully uh, that comes soon. I'm, there'll be some other guys out there that, that they look at beyond this list. But oh, I'm sure. I'm yeah, sure. That, that would be a uh, – Maybe some guys that are playing next weekend. Could be. Yeah. You just don't, just don't know. I mean – but, again, it's a it's an offensive line job, so you can't just hire – well, just hire the guy who's the offensive line coach from so-and-so's team. That doesn't work that it way. It doesn't work that way. The lateral moves don't yeah. fly. Right. Oh, they have a good line. Let's go steal him. Yeah, well, so somebody work. was bringing that. Well, they, they, should have, they should have interviewed Eric Bieniemy for the offensive coordinator job. He's got an offense coordinator yeah. job. It doesn't work that way. Yeah, you right. can't just say, hey, you want to become offense coordinator here? No. Right. <laughs> he wouldn't take it, and you're not allowed. And right, it doesn't work that way. Right. There are rules yeah. about these things. Yes. But He is Matt Williamson. <laughs> I'm Dale Lally. You're listening to The Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio. We're going to take a break. We'll be back right after this. You're tuned to The Drive on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. Steelers Nation Radio. Welcome back. I'm Dale Lally here with Matt Williamson. And, uh, Matt, um, just a couple of uh, news and notes from around the league. Uh, the uh, Ravens have cut – or, I'm sorry, waived Robert Griffin III. Yeah. Uh, no, folks, the Steelers should not sign him. No, I think he, I don't know that he'll play again. <laughs> I think he's he done. He looked shot to me. Yeah, he looked done. Um, Patrick Mahomes in the concussion protocol. Like, And this is headlines. Uh, he's still in the concussion protocol. Yeah. That's he's going to be all – this is going to be an all-week-long thing. Yes. Some have implied, like, the blurbs are coming out are, they don't think it's that bad, it won't be a problem, he's going to play. You don't know. But he's got to go through the protocol. Right. because he's really good doesn't mean he hasn't doesn't have to go through the protocol he like could, everybody else. They're not going to yeah. practice until th- uh, Wednesday. Right. He could go out and practice on Wednesday, and, and the reports would be, oh, Patrick Mahomes practicing. And Thursday could come back and have headaches. Right. I mean, it, know, it's not a blurred vision deal. or whatever it may be. Right. And I also think the thing that no one will talk about is... He hurt his toe in that game, and toe injuries linger forever. Like, I very much think he's going to be the starting quarterback on Sunday. No doubt in my mind. But we don't know. Yeah, it's not a done it's deal. It's not like he's going to tough it out, or it's Mahomes. Or, I mean, I, I get tweets like... They're not going to make a special, well, you know, he's in concussion protocol, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. No, if he's right. in concussion protocol, he's in concussion protocol. I've gotten so many of those tweets, and one of them, they include the commissioner on there. The commissioner's not going to let him not put... It's nothing, nothing to do, to do with, with it. it. It's nothing to do with it, right? These are the rules. You're yeah, right. They'll have an independent neurologist. That means an independent <laughs> neurologist will look sure. at him and, and judge whether he is, he is healed or not healed. I mean, you can conspiracy theory it all you want that he's... Or, you know, he's he's on the payroll somewhere. This 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 independent neurologist, but that's not how it works, folks. <laughs> that's not how it works. Yeah, um, he's got to pass. He's got to pass. He's got to pass right. through the, the protocol, and that could mean that he doesn't practice until Thursday or Friday. And he's going to be. It's going to be a weird week for him, any which way you yeah. got it, with the toe as well. No doubt about it. Um, 
Sean McVay stopped short of guaranteeing Jared Goff a roster spot, um, saying he's he's our he was our quarterback. Um, couple yeah, a couple weeks ago, his post game interview was our quarterback can't turn the ball over like that. Yeah, and then a couple weeks ago, you know he's he starts what's his face. Um, the dude that got hurt last week, while while Goff was at, you know was yeah. uh, was able to play, Wolford, Wolford, I can't yeah. remember his name. It's actually, gets he's, to start. he's actually Will Wolford's nephew. I know, I know. That's yeah. how I always used to remember, it and I totally forgot. And Wolford and Goff could have played in that game because he did. And there was talk that if Wolford was ready to go this past week, he might have got the start. Like I'm not saying Wolford's their starter and Goff isn't, but Goff's been a problem and he's expensive. Uh, could they do something? They're an aggressive organization. They're an aggressive, but they don't have anything to trade. Right. You're not going to trade Aaron Donald and the next five <laughs> first-round picks for Deshaun Watson. And you can't trade Goff. I mean, they might regret the contract, but they got him. Yeah, he is what the, he's their guy. Yeah. Um, that brings me, you mentioned Deshaun Watson. And I keep seeing things out there floated out there by Steeler fans. Oh, yeah. Steelers need to go trade for Deshaun Watson. It just cost them this much money. Yeah, okay. The price, his salary cap hit in 2021. It would only be ten point five million dollars. That's that's wonderful. That's wonderful. Yeah, it's the cost of what you would have to give up to get him. He's a he's a Pro Bowl All Pro type quarterback who's twenty six years old, who's under contract. And and they, if you thought that the Minka Fitzpatrick trade was too much, or you thought that oh, the, the price to Devin for Devin Bush was too much. You would hate to see the cost of what it's going to get, what it would cost you to get Deshaun Watson. I haven't given this any thought, but I have for a lot of teams. If I'm Houston and you come to me, Mr. Colbert, and okay, we, we would like to have talks. What would you want from us to pry Watson from you? I want TJ Watt, your first round pick this year, your first round pick next year, and then we can start talking. And I'm saying no. <laughs> right. I mean, I mean, if I'm going to deal with Watson, I want to pick in the top five or six so I can maybe get my quarterback and a lot more. Yeah. You know, your, your 24th pick's nice and all, but it's not as high as my quarterback. Yeah. If, if I'm talking to Miami as well, I'm, right. or, you know, they or get, they're going to offer me the third pick. Or the. I can get, I can get my Ryan. pick back from them. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, and I want TJ Watt. And maybe I, mean, I get, right. maybe they, they toss in Tua as well. Exactly. Yeah. You, know, you don't even have a young quarterback that I could maybe be my franchise guy. There's some teams that can't make the deal. And the know. Steelers are one of them. The Steelers they, are one of them. Yeah. They're just, they can't make the deal. If you're not picking in the top 10. Right. You're not in any Deshaun Watson talks. Like, the Niners have been rumored, but it would be Jimmy, Bosa, their first, and maybe another first. Yeah. Like, that's what... He's a franchise quarterback. Yes. Think about this from the, from the Eastern. 25 or something like that. He's, he's going to be 26 this okay. next year. Would you have traded Ben Roethlisberger at 26? For, what would it have taken? Right for the twenty fifth uh, pick in the draft, a gaj- it would draft. have taken multiple, multiple, multiple draft picks and players to get that to tons, make that happen. Tons. If if we threw every player, erased all their contracts, threw them in a pool, and thirty two GMs got to pick teams, Mahomes would go first overall. He might go second. Yeah, I mean he'd be the top five. <laughs> yeah, he He's wouldn't. The, he wouldn't slip out of there. No, I mean maybe somebody would go Herbert or who or Allen. Or who knows. But he is one of the five most, maybe two most valuable assets in the whole game. Yeah, he's that's why really expensive. That, that's why I don't see them trading him. There have to be a lot. I mean, unless I just he demands it. But even then, I think you try to kiss and make up a little. Mm-hmm. I mean, 
Yeah, maybe he's upset. Maybe that they're they're interviewing Eric Bieniemy today. I think that's the guy he wanted to. Yeah, so you you throw him that bone. Okay, you want to be enemy. Mm-hmm. We're gonna hire. You didn't get to hire the GM, so it is what it is. You don't get to pick who you're. You know who mm-hmm. the who runs our franchise. Well, nor we'll, should he. To be nor honest. should he. Yeah, right. he um, kind of looks like a baby in all this. A little bit. I don't quite understand all the. But that's never the persona I thought about Watson. Like the steel when the Steelers hired Mike Tomlin. They didn't go to Ben Roethlisberger and say, "Hey, we're going to hire this guy over Ken Wisenhunt, for example. Mm-hmm. Who's your, you know, who's your offensive coordinator?" And they didn't. They didn't do that. They didn't do that, right? They're making their move. Now yeah. you may have met with the guy. You, may, I'm sure, you know, hey, after the hire, mm-hmm. or hey, we're going to do this. This is who we want. Um, okay, well, it is what it is. But you don't necessarily give. The, you don't let the players pick the no. your boss. I mean, I guess. Jordan and LeBron and some of these guys might have that kind it's, of I mean, influence. and I know the Steelers have kind of done that with their offensive coordinators at times. Right. That's different. That's different than the head guy. Or, the head guy is the guy who's making the, the final GM decisions. Or yeah. those things. I, I wish I knew more about that story because I do think there's things within the organization, and I forget the guy. I read, the, I read that over the weekend. The Sports Illustrated did a big expose, and they've actually done a couple on this yes. guy. And I Nick Easterby yes. is the guy. That he wants him out of there. Who seems a little on the sketchy side. Yes. I guess he's not been painted in the best light. And there's been more things that are non-football related that, he, that with that organization that could see why people would want out. Yeah. But they're not going to give him away. They're not going to give him. Yeah, exactly. Maybe the bridge is burned and he's not coming back, possibly. But it's going to be at least the equivalent of three first-round picks. Here's the problem for him, though. He's got a contract. Mm-hmm. If he decides, well, I'm not going to play. They just gave him uh, what was the? Well, they just gave him. He's like making forty million a year. They gave him a four-year, hundred and fifty-six million dollar contract that includes a twenty-seven million dollar signing bonus, a hundred and ten million dollars guaranteed, uh, an average annual salary of thirty-nine million dollars. If he decides I'm not playing, well, okay, you got to pay us back that twenty-seven million dollar right. signing bonus. And you're not getting any checks. And you're not getting legally. any checks. Like, that that contract hasn't kicked in yet. Right, exactly. It's not like he got the big... So guy. he has. He doesn't have $27 million, mm-hmm. other than the $27 million that they gave him. Right, exactly. Which I'm I, sure he spent some of. Sure. Or, and yeah. do you want to play football again? Because if not, mm-hmm. then pay us back that money and we'll walk away from this. And you, you're still our property, but you can't play anywhere else. I've been getting my info on this through Mike Sando, who's on top of it. And yeah friend of ours and, and does great work and he keeps using the equivalent of if Watson is determined he's not going to be a Texan again he can take the Carson Palmer with Bengals stand yeah which is fine but Palmer was had more money in the bank he had way more money in the and, bank yeah and less wear and tear on his bones and I think he got traded the Raiders for a first and a second you know yeah. he wasn't as valuable as Watson is now I mean he's not as young right and that's a strong stand. You don't see that happen. You very can if, often. if you're if you're Carson Went or Carson Palmer. You at that point in your career, you could afford to sit out a season. You could never play again and be okay. Yeah, you know, I've I mean? got thirty million in the bank. I've, if I don't play football career. again, I'm right. done. Right. You know, I think he was like thirty or thirty. He was in, he was in his early thirties at that time. I think so. He was noticeably older than yeah. Watson. Whereas Watson is still he's still playing on his rookie contracts mm-hmm. again. So he hasn't made the big money. I mean, if you look at what he's made over the course of his career, right to this point, I'm, I'm pulling up his career earnings here. I mean, the most likely scenario to me is maybe you hire a B enemy, who you might have hired anyway, right? And this kind of goes away from the news for a couple of weeks, and then a month from now, 
we don't even hear about it anymore. You know, like it right. blows over. Like it's that's uh, probably yeah. how it happens. But who knows? He could get traded. He has made over the course of his career. He's he's gotten forty thousand or forty million dollars. Okay. But twenty-seven million of that came in that signing bonus. I was gonna say that's a lot. I was surprised it was that much. But so if, if you're if you're the Texans, and you okay, you want to play hardball, Deshaun? We can play hardball. You haven't given us any playing time for the next contract. You right. Owe us this you owe us that, that twenty-seven back. million dollars back. Mm-hmm. And and you can sit out, and we'll lose every. And we're gonna. And, we, yeah. and also, oh by the way, the fines for that are ridiculous. Sure. I think it's forty thousand dollars a day. <laughs> <laughs> and we're going to hold you to that. And we're going to hold you to that. And we're not going to trade. You're going to end up owing us a whole bunch of money at the end of this season. Yeah. Is that what you want to do? <laughs> and then you trade JJ Watt and lose 16 yeah. games because they and didn't somebody else. They didn't twist. He could have just played out his contract if he was so miserable in Houston. He shouldn't have signed a deal. He shouldn't have signed a deal. Dude, he could have just played out the contract. Yeah. Nobody twisted his arm to sign that contract at the beginning of the I year. He's like the second highest paid quarterback behind Mahomes. You know, shortly after the Mahomes deal. Yeah. Right. Yeah, if you were that grumpy about it, that's when you demand it. If 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 this season is what did that to you, going four and twelve, mm-hmm. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> right, right, times are tough. It's not, winning this league's not easy. Yeah, there are there is more to the story, and that doesn't seem like his mo as a whiny, selfish guy. Certainly, his style of play isn't that way at all. But I don't know. It's interesting. I mean, if he gets dealt, it's going to be for a ton, and it's not going to be to Pittsburgh. Yeah, it, it, it will not be to Pittsburgh, folks. No. That's not. They don't happening. have enough to get him. Right. That's the Even thing. Even if they wanted him, they don't have enough to get him. Yeah. Like, you can't send them Ben and Rudolph. That's not what they want. <laughs> you know, right. <laughs> and maybe hey, I'll you, you know, throw in Ola. You know, that's what. Yeah, that's right. the way. Some you know, sometimes people. Will, I want TJ and three first. Yeah. Give us, give us these five guys off the bottom of your roster, and you know, <laughs> right, right, and a first right. round pick. No, it doesn't work that it doesn't way. Work that way. Right. But, uh, yeah, that's, it's interesting, and uh, we'll keep an eye on all this stuff. But uh, that's going to do it for <clears throat> our show today. We'll be back on Wednesday. You can listen to uh, Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes tomorrow oh, on yeah. these very airwaves. They'll be doing a new show. Matt and I will be doing Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Uh, but that's going to do it for today. Uh, he is Matt Williamson. Uh, we also want to thank uh, Jacob uh, for keeping us on the air. And we want to thank you for listening to this edition of The Drive on Steelers Nation Radio. <laughs>